Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Upfront Dan Under. I feel like that's getting better. I feel like it's slightly it? getting better. I feel like it's getting no. annoying. <laughs> Thanks, Rach. <laughs> Love you too. I'm Chloe Morgan. And I'm Rachel Sullivan. Just one more sleep. England obviously face Spain in the World Cup final. Both teams are for the first time reaching that final. It's such an exciting, monumental, historic day for everybody. Uh, we're here to discuss the latest news, quotes, and generally figure out how we're feeling about this absolutely huge game. Meanwhile, Sweden beat Australia in the third, fourth playoff. So we look back on both their tournaments too. Plus, our favourite man, man of the hour, our empowering friend, Gianni Infantino. Feminist. Feminist, all-round supporter and good egg. Um, Infantino has been coming up with the goods. No one asked, but he came up with them anyway, and we appreciate that. Right, first off, the third or fourth playoff. Sweden walking away with a tasty little third. 2-0 Australia. To be honest, I think they bloody deserve it. Absolutely deserve it. And I I appreciate that I'm saying that in Australia, sat in a cafe in Sydney. But I do think that performance, it was hairy. It was definitely hairy at moments. But I think Sweden came out on top. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, Queens of the Bronze Age. Uh, another bronze medal for Sweden. Um, they dominated majority of that game. Um, there were some moments for Australia where they looked like they might get back into it because I think Sweden sometimes have the habit of not taking their chances. 
I think Stina Blackstenius again had a number of opportunities that she just couldn't put to bed. Um, it was almost like they knew they could be up more. Like in the second half, it was 1-0 and uh, Gustafsson made a double substitution and I felt like that breathed some life back into the Aussies. They knew there was still only one goal behind. All they needed was one. And for, for a moment, it felt like Sweden were on the back foot a little bit. Um, but then they they got that second goal at probably the best time. Aslani with an absolute beauty of a goal. Um, and yeah, I, I just thought they de- they deserved it. I thought... Australia looked leggy. They looked tired. They looked like emotionally drained, which I can understand. They look like us. Yeah, they look like us, basically. Um, they look like this has been a long tournament. There's been highs and lows. Like they've done a lot of traveling. Um, but like obviously with the way everything went against England, um, I think the third place game is always who can come out mentally better. And, you know, both sides looked hurt after the semi-finals you know Sweden the same this was an opportunity where they might finally break that semi-final deadlock uh, at, a, at a World Cup and it wasn't to be so they seemed to really I guess maybe that experience stood to them they came out ready for it they came out and they looked fresh and they looked like they wanted that bloody medal um, and they looked delighted when they lifted it there at the end of the match I just think um, even though I 100% agree Sweden deserved that third place I just feel a little bit gutted for Australia. They'd had such a good tournament and people were so committed to the idea of them actually winning it as the host country, like going that far. And, you know, they were like, oh, they're going to make it to the final. Of course they are. And then the third place just felt like a bit of like a consolation prize. We're like, okay, well, there's a second, there's a second really important prize um, on the line here. You know, Sam Kerr, obviously, you know, second starting game back in the, you know, back into captaincy, like this is going to be our sort of like, we can take something away from this competition. And that's not to say that fourth place isn't still an incredible, incredible feat for them. But I do feel very, very gutted. But I think like when you look at like how Australia have developed in this tournament, you know, I was speaking to, um, you know, one of the staff sort of around the Matildas and she was saying sort of, you know, how much investment has got into this team how much they've been thinking about this you know from right when you know the the coach was first brought in I mean three four years ago they were saying okay well this is the plan you know Gustavo was like this is what we want to achieve we want to win that final in 2023 and they came so bloody close to that um I mean the Australian government have placed to invest 200 million dollars into women's sport in the country after Sam Kerr and Steph Catley came out and criticized the current funding model um I mean that in itself is kind of legacy that that you know, the Australian team is now leaving. Like, even though I went to um, the Blue Mountains yesterday with my mum, this lovely, lovely little tour, just needed some fresh air to, you know, get out of speaking, thinking, talking, looking at football for one day. And we were walking around and the only people that we saw on this trail, bearing in mind it's the arse end of a forest, essentially, were people coming through the forest in yellow and green Matildas. You can, you can spot them a mile off because obviously it's just, they're such a blatant, bold colour. And that was the only, and they were like, you know, saying like, because they could hear the British accent and they were like, oh, like, you know, wish you guys uh, you all the best. Yeah, we feel, you know, jokingly, oh, we feel a little bit gutted that you guys knocked us out, but like, that's our second favourite team. Um, but there's just, I mean, they'd been knocked out at this point and still we're walking around with the happiest of smiles on their faces, still speaking to loads of Uber drivers and they're saying how amazing it is, what they've done for the tournament. Uh, one guy showed me a picture of his little girl um, who was like really, really excited to then go and watch England play in the final tomorrow. And they were from Australia and... I think um, it's the legacy that they've left. It doesn't matter whether they finish third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Um, yeah, they've been an absolutely incredible host, incredible country to watch. But they made history. Even if they didn't win, go home with a medal, they made history by getting to a semi-final. Um, and to be able to do that with the pressure of being the host, you know, there's no way you, you can... You, you can't. You, it, this was a successful tournament. Whatever way you, you draw it, they've, they've had a successful tournament. And I know it, it obviously feels... 
it's always going to feel disappointing right at the end because unless you've won it, you've gone out in some format. So it's going to feel that tinge of disappointment. But looking at the overall tournament, you know, it's absolutely a success. They've literally changed the game here in Australia. Agreed. And I think it's nice to end on that note. I think that's a nice... Not end the whole episode, obviously. But that's it. End, Bye. End talk- Five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said you wanted short, sharp hits. Okay, here we are. Right. Let's get into the nitty gritty. The one we've all been waiting for. The big finale. Spain, England. One more sleep. In fact, this time in 24 hours, we will be half an hour into the biggest final that the world has ever seen. Women's football-wise, obviously. You know, I appreciate it. Don't, you know, men's football people don't come at me. Um, oh, but they love to come at us, even though nobody asked them. Yeah. <laughs> well, talking to people who will come at us, let's talk about Infantino in a second. We will um, get there. Rach, what are you feeling? What are your thoughts and emotions going into this game? Like, how sum it up? Um, I'm nervous, obviously. Um, I think what's really exciting about this game is that either team realistically could beat the other team. I don't feel like, you know, anyone who even... And I, I've said on a few things that if, you know, when you get pushed to who you think has the edge, you know, England realistically should have the slight edge, right? Surely they've won a major tournament before. Um, they've been in a final in that pressure situation before. So it's a very, very, very small edge, but it's what teams in this situation are going to be looking for because both of those teams looking at each other can will say, we can beat them. Like this game is like totally in our hands and that makes it, you know, it's not like you're coming up against a USA who's won it like 150 times. You know, Mm -hmm. this could go either way. It's a big moment for both teams and both of them know that they have every possibility of winning it. And that's what makes it so hard to call. That's what makes it so nerve wracking. I think whoever can come out and manage the occasion the best and impose their game plan, I think will win it. I think the occasion is going to be huge and that will play a big part. Well, I saw Serena, not not in the street, not in the, you know, she's um, she's a very um, well-kept woman. Uh, she was down at the Match Day Minus One press conference uh, a few hours ago talking to us all about the excitement. They've got all the big finale, they've changed all the, the wording and the banners behind the press conference thing. That says finale, it's amazing. Uh, and obviously Millie Bright is in a position now where she is captaining the England team to the, not only just their first final, but also to trying to get their first World Cup. And I think um, a lot of the press were kind of talking, you know, how, how do you feel about that situation? You know, you know, five months ago, you didn't realise that you'd be in this situation. And now here you are, obviously, filling in for Leah Williamson. And she was saying, do you know what? It's just um, it's just one of those things. Like, we play as a team. There's no I. It was very, it was a little bit cheesy. A little bit, slightly <laughs> cheesy. There's no, there's no I in team. Like, we're in this all together. We've got loads of leaders um, in the squad. You know, Leah's obviously been, like, really supportive of, of the girls. Kira was saying a couple of days ago that, you know, Leah was in the... Um, the hotel on semi-final day, sort of saying hi to them, but sort of keeping her distance a little bit and, um, you know, obviously not wanting to interfere with the match day prep and things like that. So they've got all these, like, I, you know, they've got everyone around them. Um, and she was saying, you know, how much it's going to mean to, you know, Leah, Fram, Beth, who couldn't be a part of the tournament. And, you know, Serena was also talking about how, you know, like I think one of the reporters raised the fact that Serena is the first coach um, ever in the history of the planet uh, to be the first one to be taking two teams separately to a World Cup final. And I just think, I'd not appreciated, that was the first time I'd heard that fact, and I'd not appreciated the gravity of that situation and how much history she herself is making by one being like pretty much the last woman standing, but two, like, obviously she's had an incredible career, but like the gravity of her career and also just like how much she does it with like 
cool, calm, kind of just um, consi- well, not well, she's not been very consistent, but consistency in she how has she approaches everything. <laughs> yeah, but consistency in results. Um, but yeah, and it was quite funny, actually. She was asked about the situation with Lauren James and one of the um, slightly more controversial reporters asked whether she... Um, whether Lauren James was a, a sort of high risk player now that she'd um, obviously sort of had this one incident, red card, whether, <laughs> fuck's sake. Yes, whether she could be trusted again. Or whether no, we've got to hold her back her now. The field. She's just <laughs> desperate to hit someone. What a stupid question. Yeah, so we're going to make her play in socks because she can't be trusted with her studs anymore. Um, so, but Serena's response to that was, um, well, she um, she actually said, "Oh, uh, Lauren James trod her trod on her butt," and like the entire like even though it's just his butt, but it's Serena Beekman saying "butt," which had us all in hysterics. And I think obviously we're all in delirious like delirious land anyway. But anyway, ridiculous. But we move. Um, but yeah, Serena was very much kind of you know downplaying it, very low key. That she was looking forward to kind of making the country proud. Both of them were. Um, and yeah, I just think that's such a massive occasion for Millie, especially given how di- the difficulties of coming into this competition. I also think, and as what you were saying there about Serena, it's not just the first coach having, she's the first coach to have done a Euros final, won a Euros, and taken a team to a World Cup semi final with two separate teams. So adding that in, for her, this is an extra step because the last time she did a World Cup final, they lost. So, you know, mm-hmm. while she has that experience in major tournament finals, there's still an extra special historical moment for her as well, because this time she wants to win it. Um, and yeah, I just think she's incredible. Uh, I think this is going to be a real tactical battle, a chess match. Uh, whoever gets their tactics, you know, works that out because we know that England are not going to have a lot of possession. Um, and I thought despite... This was funny, like back during the Euros when we thought Spain were all over us and they dominated, et cetera, et cetera. They did, but when you watched it back, in terms of actual chances, they were fairly limited. Like, I, I think England looked comfortable out of possession. They're going to have to be able to do that tomorrow. And most importantly, they're going to have to be clinical because, you know, I think there are opportunities to get into the back, into the Spanish defence, but there's not going to be many. So England need to be clinical when they get those opportunities because if it's like Japan and they've got 23% possession... Th- those opportunities aren't going to come that often. So they need to make sure that they're 100% uh, when they're they're taking those shots. Absolutely. And I think um, also just to flag up another um, history-making situation is that both Lucy Bronze and Kira Walsh, if they do win this World Cup, will have won a Euros, a Everything. Champions League title <laughs> and, a, and a World Cup within the space of 13 months, which... Is impo- it can never happen again because of like the uh, the uh, pushback of the years, obviously due to COVID. It we will never see that again in our lifetime. So it's like a it's literally like a like a shooting star, a comet. Okay, that's that's what we've just seen. The only way it can happen again is if we have another pandemic. <laughs> Let's hope that never ever ever happens in our lifetime. Throw that shit out there, Christ. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Right, moving swiftly on. Uh, we have had some questions in from our beautiful listeners. Uh, so we had one from Cal uh, asking us on Instagram, how do England deal with Spain's energy in midfield? I mean, Bomati. <laughs> She's someone who strikes fear into the heart and depths of my soul. Um, right, so how do you think we counter that? Apart from, you know, giving her food poisoning, you know, going to a the Spanish team's hotel, uh, giving her some dodgy shellfish and just Paella. hoping that she's us out till at least <laughs> at least 10 o'clock at night tomorrow. Um, what are your thoughts? Because I'm, I'm assuming you probably have some more in-depth analysis than that for me. <laughs> um, she is <laughs> phenomenal. She's been one of the players of the tournament, I think. Um, I Part of me thinks that three at the back might be beneficial in this situation when there's going to be moments where Spain are attacking the box with a lot of different players, you know, very quick ball. Um, and I think with three at the back and then hopefully those two wing backs kind of coming back to support, you've got a few more defensive minds in there to, to kind of manage that. Um, and the thing is, there's going to be moments where they just have to let Spain have the ball, right? It's going to be preventing those opportunities uh, on target or on goal. So, I look, if I knew how to, if I, if I knew how to stop on Matty, a million other people would know how to stop on Matty. Uh, she is pretty special. Um, but I do think it's going to come down to things like formation. Um, you know, you're going to have the likes of probably Georgia Stanway dropping back in, helping Kira Walsh, that kind of thing. Um, they need to be, the other thing they need to be is is kind of, what's the word? Like, lopping diving in at fouls, right? They need to not get drawn mm-hmm. into that. That's another thing. Um, but there is an element of just kind of knowing that, Bon Matty is probably going to have a lot of possession and be able to be setting up, you know, a lot of players into the box. Um, it's just managing those chances and those opportunities and staying close and, and not allowing them to have, like Olga, for that, that second goal against Sweden, all the fucking time in the world to get her feet sorted, to absolutely bury it. Like, that just can't happen. 
Um, and that's just, that's, I guess, you'll know this, it's staying 100% switched on for 90 minutes, which sounds ridiculous and sounds like the most obvious thing in the world. But surprisingly, not that easy to do, it seems, um, as Sweden showed against Spain for that second goal. Um, so there's going to be that as well, staying absolutely switched on. 100%. And I think we know in tournament football that not always the best person wins. Sometimes it is just something that happens in one moment. And I think like without that, and Tony Gustafsson was saying this actually in his press conference, he did it brilliantly by basically saying that it is all those little moments that make it up. So you can be absolutely perfect for 89 minutes, but that one minute, ta-ta, ta-ta, lads. Um, I mean, for me, what I absolutely love is the way that we've seen England's game management develop. So I feel like there are going to be periods of, um, you know, times in the game where we're not going to have possession or Spain are going to be coming out and sort of wave of wave after attack. And I think what I saw in the, um, the last game uh, for England was sort of, you know, doing those kind of like, not great, but fouls. I mean, not Alex Greenwood type fouls, fair enough, but definitely not Lloyd James type foul. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe not that obvious, but also kind of like breaking up the gameplay and not allowing Spain to do their kind of ticky-tacky football to kind of get that pass completion because they are, their stats are a lot better for pass accuracy and completion than England. So that's something that we need definitely need to manage. But who do you think is going to be the sort of key person for us that we need to think, like, who's going to be the person that we rely on in this game? Or do you think it is going to be for an England? absolute collective effort? Uh, yeah. It is. It's massively going to be collective. It's going to be that back three are going to be hugely important. Um, it's going to be your Hems and your Russos being clinical and taking their opportunities. You're going to have your midfield, your Kira Walters, your Georgia Stanways trying to deal with, your Ella Toons trying to deal with that Spanish midfield. Like, it is absolutely a collective effort when you're playing a team like Spain. I think for Spain, you know, whether Parioelo starts is an interesting one. Um, you know, it might be a similar situation where both of the both England and Spain keep their their star forward or star player, I should say, on the bench and to come on at 60, 70 minutes um and do a job. And we might see that with Parioello and Lauren James and they could be the game changers. Um and I just yeah, this the Spanish attack, like they just look frightening going forward. Um, but I think England are going to need to be able to take their opportunities when they're on the counter and they're kind of taking on the Spanish defence because there are areas for them to exploit. Um, and we've seen how effective that two between Russo and Hemp has been. Um, but you know, Serena, at this rate, she could play some absolutely fucking random formation like that <laughs> where just like, who are the, where, why, what? Um, so I'm not going to put my, my flagpole in the sand for a formation at this rate, but it is most likely, I think, that she'll go with that three at the back again. Okay, I won't ask you formation-wise, but I will ask you flagpole in the sand for score predictions. What are you saying? You knew, it, you knew, you knew the question was coming. You knew it. All right. I don't like it because I feel like it jinxes I it. I know. I know. Um, I'm sorry. Maybe two-one to England. I'd like. Okay. <laughs> All right. I do think okay. Spain are going to score. Do you? Interesting. Mm. Okay. Can I put you even further to the flagpole, San, and say who you think their score is going to be? For Spain? Mm. Parioelo. <laughs> I just I mean, think... third time's a charm. <laughs> but you know what? Like, she's so direct and she takes her chances so quickly. Um, yeah, I think she could be the danger player. We've seen it. She's 19. Her Like, her history is ridiculous. Sophie wrote a great piece 
on her for the Guardian. I'm going to plug that. Um, but Absolutely. she was she's literally been playing professional football for a year. She's 19. Uh, she was at one point eyeing up an Olympic spot in athletics for like 400 meter hurdles or something, right? And then she decided, oh, maybe I'll like stick with football because I'm also really good at that. And she's won like the under 20 World Cup. And here she is, you know, probably playing, probably going to, maybe not start, but probably playing in a senior World Cup final in like basically the same year. Like that's insane. That is. I mean, next year she'll probably just sort of, I don't know, bring on world peace or I don't know, <laughs> Pick a different figure sport. out the meaning of life or <laughs> yeah, one of those. Take over from okay, Infantino, maybe? Say, oh my God. I mean, perfect job. I trust her all day. Absolutely all day. Don't care if you've been in like elite football for a year. Couldn't give a shit. I could, I'd trust anyone. Um, right. I think 1-0. You say 2-1. We're going to find out in about 26 hours time. Um, but... Talking of the great man himself, uh, and obviously we want to keep the positive vibes flowing for this entire episode, but we have to call out the shit. We have to call it out because it's like, there's shit and then there's like... Infantino. Your night out after a curry with food poisoning type vibes. Like, <laughs> that is that is what happened That is yesterday. so gross. <laughs> you just said, let's but, keep it positive and then you go there. <laughs> Do you not think that's a great analogy though? what actually came out of his mouth <laughs> yeah it's a disgusting analogy but yeah yeah that's accurate bile yeah okay so what actually happened so on equality and women fighting for change uh at the fifa women's football convention which is supposed to be a really empowering convention it was in sydney loads of basic, massive names kelly simmons ian wright you know carly lloyd all kind emma of like hayes. talking about like emma hayes Jill sorry, Ellis. completely Sorry, completely. I was just only, I was mentioning a selection, but it wasn't, it wasn't good enough. And thank you for calling me out, Rach. Um, but it was supposed to be like a really empowering, lovely, like future of women's football. Infantino, he's like, hold my beer. I'm like, right, okay, cool. What are you going to say now, mate? Probably best if you just don't. But he said, pick the right battles, pick the right fights. You have the power to change. This is speaking to women. Uh, you have the power to convince us men what we have to do and what we don't have to do. Just do it. With men, with FIFA, you'll find open doors. Just simply push the doors. I was like, oh, fuck. All this time when I was looking at those challenges and those barriers, those doors and those Did you try ceilings, fighting? Duh. Did you no, ever think? No. I just got to the doors and was like, oh, fuck. What do you do? I got to the open door and was like, should I push this open door? Oh no, wait, it's fucking open. <laughs> like even your analogy doesn't make sense, you idiot. Christ, I just found it so fucking offensive that the man who's in charge of FIFA, the man who could literally click positive change into fucking action is saying in a patronizing way, don't worry, like I know what you were doing before. You were kind of saying some things about all the battles you're going through and your federations and your bonuses and like all your kits and stuff and all the things that we aren't and we aren't providing. But if you'd have just opened the door. If you'd have just tried like a bit harder, then maybe us great men in all of the positions that we hold for no real reason uh, would have said, actually, that's so great. You fought so hard. Come on in. And do you know what else he said? I have daughters. He pulled out that line. I know women. Oh. So I know how I'm... Oh, I'll just... Marina Hyde did a great article in The Guardian about it. <laughs> the best line out of it was like, any chance you could get the door? After all, it's your actual job. <laughs> like, this is... 
literally coming from a man who has headed up the biggest shit show of negotiations in terms of TV and broadcasting rights, who has undervalued the women's game for a number of fucking decades. I just, um, and I thought it was bad when he was sort of talking in like, Qatar about, you know, what was going on. Like, I'm a, I'm a homosexual, I'm oh a Muslim, I'm a, and I was like, mate, you should have been sacked for that. How are you not sacked now? Do you like, know what's is- mad? He wasn't even on the schedule, I don't think, to speak. Because I feel like in the background, there was probably loads of FIFA people being like, really, Gianni, I don't, I don't think you need to speak, actually. I think the schedule's quite full. Um, did you actually want to have a day off? And I bet he was like, no, no, I've got something really special to say. They're going to love it. It's going to be such a nice surprise. And I just imagine everyone in the room going, oh, fuck. Someone close the door. <laughs> Close the doors on Gianni should be a fucking headline. That man is an absolute joke, an absolute joke. But also by him speaking up, it's helpful because people across the world will start to appreciate more and more just what a fucking joke he is and how little his opinion should be held in regard. Uh, Talking of other things that we're not particularly happy with, um, not a single member, (laughs) I know I said that end positively, not a single (laughs) member of the British royal family nor the Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, is flying out to the historic game. The irony of this is when I went to the Blue Mountain, um, the Duke, they were there. Uh, there's one peak there called the No. <laughs> can you imagine? The Duke and Duchess of York is called, is one of the uh, the views that you can look out on. I was like, well, shit, name. Fuck, someone's turned up. Um, yeah, we've got like some kind of unknown cabinet person who will be at the game, who no one knows and no one really cares about. Um, so that'll be really lovely. It really shows a kind of um, real sense of togetherness, really, in um, you know, from from uh, you know, our great institutions. Ian in, Wright in will be there. So. That's all we care about, to be honest. The king. That is the yeah. only man in football that we care about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> truthfully, yeah. Name me another good man in football. Tony Gustafsson. I think he's been pretty decent. Peter Gerhardson seems cool. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, our producers, Finn and Charlie, they're all right. Yeah. Ish. Some days. Take them. Some days. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, so Ian Wright... Uh, we hope you're listening. We know you're listening because obviously everyone um, listens to the pod. Um, but yeah, really happy that you're there. Cannot wait for the final tomorrow. Um, yeah, I just um, I just don't know how I feel. I just feel like excited, nervous. I've been helpfully distracted by getting a really shit seat for photography. So that will just stress okay. me out because they didn't send Lovely. me the correct email. And I meant I was meant to be in like the first priority booking group and they didn't send me the email. Lovely. So I ended up getting the last booking slot and I basically got like the dregs so I won't even be thinking about the game I'll be thinking how am I going to get a decent photograph at this game just the World Cup final oh my god mate the photos that you're going to get from that game like if there's an England celebration at the end it is going to go fucking wild um just a one final question to end off on on from our wonderful listener Greg have you had a Bundy and Coke yet um he said you basically have to have one or 11 before we go. And I think okay. if the Lionesses win the game tomorrow, we will be having a Bundy and Coke. I need to find out what a Bundy and Coke is. It sounds- I'm gonna go do it now, tonight. Oh, right. well, it sounds a little bit suspect. Oh, wait, where are you off to? Where are you going? I'm gonna maybe eat some food. Not time off. No, Might no, no, have no. dinner. No, no one said you're allowed that? to eat shit or breathe, all right? No, 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 all right? This is the World Cup. <laughs> you don't have rights here, all right? Right. Sorry, Gianni. <laughs> <laughs> 
we've lost the plot on that note thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Upfront we'll be back in the bloody World Cup final tomorrow for our last ever episode remember to subscribe in your podcast app and get in touch with your questions in the meantime Uh, please do let us know what your score predictions are for tomorrow and we'll see who was right put your flagpoles in the sand people let us know uh, on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Morgie underscore 89. Rachel is at Girls on the Ball. And we are generally at Upfront underscore pod. You can also find us on YouTube at Upfront pod. See you tomorrow night for the finale, people. History, Woo! here we come. Upfront is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.